following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, from time to time we talk on the program here. Somebody will call about the topic of lust and just... Uh, sexual sin that uh, is is uh, um, they just can't get away from it somehow and one of the ways that uh, you have talked about before is with some kind of accountability that uh, Mm -hmm. people can have that in their lives so walk us through uh, what that accountability might look like and how it can help well candidly i've talked with many many people who have struggled with temptation um if it's, there are different kinds of temptation. We're all tempted just in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm specifically thinking of a, a statement, I wouldn't have made it without someone holding me accountable. God knew what I needed. That's, that kind of encompasses what many, many people have said to me, have uh, written, have communicated to others and at times you say well in fact I'm thinking in particular uh, of a, a man I was uh, helping and and I, I never forget um, and and th- this had to do with uh, an alcoholic uh, alcohol addiction and I remember he was assigned a a man whom I knew, had known from years ago. Um, and he told me, and, and then, then this man had a, a tremendous fall of uh, because of, uh, 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 I can't remember wh- what, what he took, but I remember he wrecked his, um, um, his vehicle, Actually, he wrecked my ve- uh, a ve- vehicle I had, hmm. uh, and I and I, he he talked to me about this man who was his accountability partner. He said, but never once did he ask me about me. And it was he was he came alongside as like a friend. I mean, he he befriended this man, and. Uh, I never forget thinking I liked I liked this accountability partner. I knew him as a godly, godly man. But never once did he ask the accountability questions. And he said I needed to be held. He admitted I needed to be held accountable. And um, so, since you've asked. How do you do this? Mm-hmm. Let, let me just present. Um, you, you could say it this way. Since we last spoke, or since we've last been together, have you thought about someone in a lustful way? That, that, that's a general question if we're dealing with someone who is saying, I don't like what I have been doing in the past. Um, Number two, have you been exposed to pornography? 
intentionally or unintentionally? If so, what kind and how many times? So you're being very specific. Number three, have you looked at anything... Uh, have you looked at anything sexually stimulating and, and did this intentionally, whether it's magazines, movies, videos, um, TV, advertisements, um, internet sites, even if by accident? And then ask, how did you respond? Number four, have you listened to anything sexually arousing, such as phone sex? See, you're being very specific yeah. here. Hmm. Um, ha have you objectified someone? Now, what that means is you look at a person not, not, you, you look at them as a sex object, meaning you're not realizing that person has a a genuine heart uh there's a purpose for that other person here on earth not not as a sex object um have you have you flirted with anyone or used sexual humor to flirt with someone or to try to seduce someone um, have you have you attempted to attract an, uh, a, the inappropriate attention of another person? Have you used provocative behavior or any form of exhibitionism? Have you used the fantasy stored in your memory to act out sexually? We have a number more questions. But listen to this scripture, and it's in the book of Proverbs. Um, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Proverbs 28. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. That's Proverbs 28, 13. This is huge. struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. 
we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and your support of the ministry here. It means so much to us. And if you have any questions, any concerns about topics that we bring up on the program, maybe something has piqued your interest and you'd like to learn more about that particular topic, or maybe there's some other issue, some something you struggle with, and you'd like to learn more and see how uh, how God's Word relates to your situation. We have Keys for Living that will help you with that. Our Keys for Living on uh, over 100 topics. They provide biblical hope and practical help on uh, so many issues that you might be dealing with, or maybe someone you care about is dealing with something as well. You can help them with some of the uh, the the resources and materials that we have here. So just talk to our customer support team and they'll be able to recommend some of the uh, resources that will be best for you. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time at 800-488-HOPE. I want to recommend one of our keys for living, uh, actually a couple of them called, uh, one is sexual addiction, the way out of the web, also sexual integrity, balancing your passion with purity. As June was talking about those uh, key uh, questions that are accountability questions for people in uh, those kind of situations. Those are great resources for you to take a look at. And again, customer support can help you with that at 800-488-HOPE. If you'd like to email them, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight. And uh, this evening we have a listener on KKLA in California. We welcome David. Hi, David. Welcome to Hope. Oh, hi. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, so glad to hear you. I, I've been listening to your show for about 13 years now. And oh, I wow. appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Well, thank you, David. I truly appreciate that. How can we help you this evening? Well, I kind of, I kind of, you know, I prepared for the call, so I, uh, I kind of made an, a little snippet of my life, because, uh, I wanted to kind of, because it all ties in, I think, to, I have about three issues I want to get your wisdom on, but I wanted to kind of give you a background of my life. Uh, Good, real thank quick. you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, did you want, now, if you want to, if you want to stop me to uh, ask me a question or something, you can stop me anytime. Thank you. I, I will. Uh, that, that's a great point. And but I'm interested in what you have written down. Okay, well I'm going to start when how how I started out as a little child. I was uh, I, I grew up an alcoholic with a uh, I never knew my real dad, but I had a stepdad who was a 
violent alcoholic, and he beat mm. us kids and my mom uh, every time he got drunk. Oh, and wow. So, mm, so sorry. Um, yeah, and then in third grade, I was molested as a scout by a, a scoutmaster. And uh, uh, then, um, I don't know how this happened, but... but uh, uh, I kind of, you know how, you know, when I started reaching puberty, I, I was exploring, you know, and I found sex, right? And, okay. uh, and I, uh, that was about the fifth to the sixth grade. And then somehow I ended up at my aunt's house, my mother's sister. Uh, she was a lesbian, but she was bisexual also. And she caught me like touching myself when I was going to sleep on her couch. I really don't know how I ended up over there. Uh, that night, but uh, she told me, you know, you're not a man, and uh, I'm going to teach you what, it, uh, what, it, how to be a man, you know, and and so she made me clean up and took me into her room and and she tried to have uh, sex with me, but I was scared, so so I couldn't perform, so she shamed me and threatened me with her high heels and uh, oh. and then uh, uh, told me that God was going to punish me if I ever touch myself again. And then, um, so, so after that, you know, uh, uh, basically, uh, I, I kind of hated, uh, you know, I started using sex every night to numb the pain of my existence in that alcoholic home. And, uh, not compulsively, but just, just once a night. And, um, in what way? Just masturbation. Okay. okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, and also I was, you know, actually I was fantasizing about even when in the sixth grade I was fantasizing about like the girls on campus, and uh, also uh, I was actually sexually attracted to older women that my mother had come over to visit her, and I'm not sure how that happened, but but I was really, really, and going to girl to girl on the playground in the sixth grade, you know. And uh, so, anyways, I I uh, I moved out of that house when I was eighteen on my eighteenth uh, birthday because I hated it there, and mm. uh, and so I, I unfortunately I followed into my stepdad's uh, alcoholism, and I I became an alcoholic, and uh, and uh, I drank till I was about forty. You know, I was a blackout drinker, and uh, um, and still doing that. You know, the um, the nightly masturbation uh, every night just to get mm-hmm. to sleep. And then um, uh, during my alcoholism, there I finally I'm, this girl at work, a coworker, invited me to a Bible study. So I went to the Bible study. Uh, you know, and I accepted I accepted the Lord, and. Um, but unfortunately, I, I fell back into the drinking periodically, mm-hmm. and and then I um, then I met a girl in church, and uh, unfortunately we fell into a sexual relationship before marriage, and uh, I felt very guilty about that. So we married very quickly, and uh, uh, that uh, kind of turned out to be a disaster, you know. And uh, for some reason, when I got married there. I re- my sexual addiction really took off, 
You know, it went into phone sex, prostitution, massage parlors, all kinds of stuff, you know. And uh, uh, I'm not sure why, but it really took off in that relationship. And uh, You mean so, while, you were, while you were married to her? Is that... Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so it, it was just full-blown, uh, whatever oh, type of sex. Oh, full-blown, yeah. And uh, uh, a lot of acting out, you know, and, and I never was into pornography ever, but it was just, uh, for some reason, that turned me off. But, uh, you know, the massage parlors, uh, going to look for prostitutes, uh, um, you know. And eventually, during that marriage, I met another girl at work, and we had an affair, right? And uh, uh, that was horrible. It didn't turn out very good because I, I was feeling so guilty. And she was mad because she was asking me, why are you feeling guilty, you know? And uh, 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 it just didn't work out. It was a bad idea. And we ended up getting divorced. And uh, and then, uh, um, but the, all this time, it was still the nightly uh, masturbation to go to sleep, you know? And, uh, you know, then I was in a lot of pain, like, when I was going through that divorce. And I don't know if it was God or what, but something told me, you know, it was like, not a, it was a voice, but it was just an impression. And it told me, you know, to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. So I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, and and I got sober, you know. And uh, uh, now I've been sober for 26 years. And uh, then after about three years in AA... I, I, when I started sobering up, I came to recognize that I had a sexual addiction. And so um, I, I was able to get rid of most of the behaviors mm -hmm. through, through that 12-step program. And yes. uh, except for that one behavior, that, that nightly masturbation with fantasy. And so kind of that's where I'm at now, you know what I mean? And I have, you know, I'm, I'm wondering... So I'm having real, uh, the number one thing I was concerned about is I'm having trouble with breaking that habit. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just not able to go to bed, go to sleep without it. Uh, and it's been over how many years now? It's been over 50 years nightly, almost. Mm -hmm. So how old are you now? I'm 70. Okay. Yeah, and so when you think about what you desire, I'm hearing, yes, there's this um, basically 50 years of masturbation. Um, why, do you, why do you believe that that is an important thing to conquer? Well, because I love the Lord, you know. And I, I, I know it's a gray area in Scripture, you know, but, uh, but I, I don't want to use that as an excuse not to stop. I mean, there, I know it's not in there, but also I think I've heard you say before where it, we shouldn't be mastered by anything, you know. So, because uh, I want to please the Lord, you know, so I want to, I want to be able to to stop doing that because I always feel guilty, hmm. and and I have to, you know, ask forgiveness every time. And. Uh, okay. uh, well, you know, I, I, I love your, your answer when I, I said, why? I mean, because some people say that, you know, it's just no big deal, NBD, no big deal. And your answer 
really for wanting to stop is you said, I love the Lord. And and that is huge. Um, I am, I respect your answer. When you, when you love a person or when you have a love for the Lord, that means in part you do what's best for another person. If it's another human being, when people use the word love, in, in the Bible there's, there's, there are different kinds of love. Uh, in fact, uh, there is something called agape love. Uh, in the in the New Testament, we see um, that when we even read God is love, God does what's best for us. He embodies a a desire that's only going to be good for us. And when we love other people, the highest form of love is doing what's best for another person. Now, what we're talking about here is, um, and by the way, there's nothing wrong at all with other forms of love. Like, there's um, this, this city called Philadelphia. That's phileo. Do you know what phileo means? Um, it's phileo, agape love, I know what that means, and then phileo is, uh, is that, is that sexual love? That is actually more like, do it, it's like friend. You, you can love a friend oh, okay. deeply. And so... It's the love of liking. I like you. I enjoy you. I want to be with you. And so Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Oh, okay. Um, So that is a different form of love. But if you think about toward another person, a true friend does what's best in behalf of another person. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, let's go back and talk about how do you start to think differently? Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, 
We want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our keys for living that will help you to address what's going on in your life. Just call our customer support team there at 800 488 Hope, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help you get the right resources into your hands or maybe even a free resource on our website. Just talk to them and they'll point you in the right direction. I want to recommend one of our keys for living called Sexual Addiction, The Way Out of the Web. We also have uh, the book that has been written uh, about many types of addiction. It is called How to Defeat Harmful Habits. And you may find that helpful as well. So just talk to customer support and they'll recommend the right resources and get those ordered for you. Get them on their way. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. Also check out our website for a full listing of our resources. That's at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You'll find the updated keys for living. Also uh, books, Bible studies, uh, Lifeline to Hope online training, which is a, really a churchwide training course for uh, training up uh, people to uh, really look uh, to start or to grow a care ministry in their church. But all that information is there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to our conversation now with David. David, I appreciate you being specific about challenges in your life early on. Uh, what I would say is you had a number of people in your life uh, you mentioned your alcoholic stepfather who beat you. Uh, your the scoutmaster who molested you sexually. Um, uh, the woman who uh, was you said was a lesbian who uh, basically um, she. It's like she sexualized you, and this all all these many people sexualized you. That means they treated you as a sex object. That's wrong. That's not God's intention. Yet, early in life, um, it made your focus uh, because the the sexual relationship is designed for marriage 
it's it's not wrong in certain contexts, but God knows our our challenges from early years and um, what he wants for us is what's best for us and then the years of of feeling guilty uh, this guilt is actually I'm going to use the term the good guilt is to make us aware that we need to change. It, it, it can be a friend to us. Um, because if I'm on the wrong road, going the wrong way, it's not going to help me. And so we can have things that are private in our lives that people, average people don't see. But we can know, I, I feel guilty because I know this is not right and that actually is good it but it, it it's designed to um, motivate us to turn and I understand that there's been a struggle for a long time for years but I can also tell you that anything that God tells us to do in his word, he can and he will equip us to do it. Now, you, you mentioned, uh, some people call it the M word. It's, right. it's masturbation. And um, I, I think it's important, uh, you, you've already analyzed it, you said, uh, you know that masturbation, the, the word, is not mentioned in Scripture. That's true. But you already know you feel convicted in your heart yes. that th you don't want this to be, even though it's been um, a habit for many decades. So you say, well, what, what is the deal with that? What's what's wrong? It's a perversion of what God intended intended uh, by virtue of the fact that it's self-focused, it's self-gratifying. Um, God designed the sexual relationship to bond a husband and wife together, to be mutually gratifying. Um, and other focused. And the biblical principle applies here. I have a right, there, there's an interesting scripture, I have a right to do anything you say. That, that was something that was said in the culture of the day when um, uh, the Bible was written. It, and then it says, I have the right to do anything uh, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. It's If something has mastery over us, it's like we feel at the time, well, I don't have a choice. When we do have a choice, or I have to give in. And the implication 
is that anything that has mastery over us is sin because Christ should be your master. And a major step in gaining mastery over guilt-producing habits is to take immediate control of your thoughts at the very first urge. And by the way, everyone has chosen wrong. And not just once. We're talking about everyone has had some habit that they've had to overcome or multiple habits. But what I like about you is not only have you taken the time to look at your life and to analyze uh, things that were huge contributors to ultimately you doing some things you don't want to do. And, and it's like, I would like to have, I would like to choose consistently, not just one time, not just a few times. I don't, I'm tired of being mastered by something that I don't want in my life. Am I, am I representing what you're saying? Yes, yes, I definitely, definitely don't like being mastered by that. Okay. So, just uh, to address this one specific area, for you to every every day or several times a day, for you to pray one prayer to begin this way, Lord, I'll do whatever it takes to be conformed to your character. Lord, I'll do whatever it takes to be conformed to the character of Christ. And you say it multiple times. By the way, that is based on Scripture. Romans eight twenty nine tells us what the highest purpose is that God has for us. And a lot of people, uh, my friend, they, they have no idea what God's highest purpose is. If you ask them, and some people say, I don't have a purpose in my life. Or if they, they can say, well, I, I want to do what I ought to do, but I don't know, you know, what, what, what does that mean? Well, in Romans 8, 29, the, I, I, I remember um, realizing this is God's highest purpose for us. And I'm going to read it to you. Um, and uh, by the way, I'm, I'm going to send you something that's going to help you. It is, uh, we have what we call keys, keys for living. And these keys, you think about a key unlocks a door, right? Yes. Okay. And typically people have a ring of keys. They'll have several keys together. And but because they're opening different doors. So in our keys for living on sexual addiction, this is going to be really helpful for you because there's not just 
one way to do something in order to, to gain success and gain freedom. See, you're you're wanting you're wanting to be set free, yeah. and I hear yeah. that. that that that's huge. Uh, instead of just continuing to give in to something that makes you feel guilty, so th- the the Bible says that you're predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. So when God looks at you, it's this is good. He will be the power source for you to be conformed to the character of Christ. Now that's huge. You're not on your own. And when you told me that, because I, I sought to write down everything you were saying. I got most of it down. But you said you went to this Bible study and you became a Christian. So yeah. where where is Jesus right now in relation to you? Well, the Holy Spirit's in my heart. Well, I mean, you know, he Jesus is in my heart, but the, he's in there through the Holy Spirit. Right. Well, he he is he is in you you upon salvation. <clears throat> the Bible says you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. But salvation came through Christ, you receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving Him control of your life. And upon upon that, based on Ephesians. Um, that you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Now, what does the Holy Spirit do? Um, he has several jobs within us. Um, he convinces us, or I'll say he convicts us when we're going to go the wrong direction. Um, I think it's very helpful uh, to see a sign that says one way knowing that I'm trying to turn to the left but all of a sudden I see oh wait a minute this is a one-way street going to the right not the left I, I need signs at times we need signs and that's one of the things that the, the Holy Spirit does and he if we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit he spirit he will convict us to say, nope, this this is the wrong way you're, you're trying to turn. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Re- recommending one of our resources tonight called Sexual Addictions, The Way Out of the Web. And uh, customer support can help you get that resource in your hands pretty quickly. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about something that is going on in your life, a situation you want some insight on and uh, to find solutions, uh, biblical solutions to what is happening, a struggle you might be having, just call us and would like to invite you to be on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That's 800-917 is the number to call. Uh, that number is 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, you'll leave a message for us. We'll get back as soon as possible and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. Let's talk again now with our caller, David. Well, my friend, as I'm listening to you, again, I respect what you are seeking to do. I respect why you've called. And um, I was going to give you a few steps just initially. And I say steps because when you think about going on a, a trip or going to a destination, if you're walking, it, it begins with the single step and additional steps to get you closer and closer to where you want to go. So I mentioned you praying first, um, Lord, I'll do whatever it takes to be conformed to the character of Christ. Um, that's, again, based on Romans eight twenty nine, And then you say to yourself, my body belongs to God. And the Bible is, is clear that we are not our own. Um, we've been bought with the price. Therefore, we will honor God with our body. Uh, My body belongs to God. I'll do only what is pleasing to Him. That's my heart, to do only what is pleasing to Him. Now, this is key. I'm giving four points here. The third point is to distract yourself 
from this compulsive desire by doing something positive. It's a not only it's physically if you stand up, uh, it's moving, it's deciding I will distract, I will not continue the dwelling. It's like having uh, an obsession over a thought, I, you know, that I have to do this in order to be, uh, in order to go to sleep. No, that's not true. Um, I will, and some people say, well, that, that'll be an urge for me to, to literally move and to start doing something else. It's, some people say cleaning, um, accomplishing something. It, it can be engaging in exercise. Some people say taking a cold shower. Um, what it is, 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 and I, I understand you're saying, like, before you go to bed, but this will be something that you're going to do. Some people will say, I, I want to read something like Proverbs in, in the Old Testament, um, or it can be some words of affirmation that you literally say, I am going to do this. I want, I want this for my life. And we have all kinds of things that you're going to be given that we'll send to you that would be in that vein. Uh, sometimes in order to change what you have done, and this, this you, you, it is a habit. Uh, habits can be broken, though, and it is there. But but you have to plan what to do. Uh, some doing something positive um, can be read a recovery devotional. Uh, it could be in a a. A book on habits or material. Uh, read God's word. You pray. You repeat a, a promise. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a wonderful passage to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4.13. See, because he cares more about your character more about you personally. And it's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the key here is you're not on your own. You're not just a guy who lives here and you've got a habit. That's not it. It's Christ in you who will strengthen you to do what he will lead you to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can say it six times. You can say it ten times. And the issue is not the number. It's it's saying over and over, Jesus, you are my strength. By the way, the Bible also says um, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. And yes, uh, Jesus was uh, 
literally crucified. He was resurrected from the dead. But there is a spiritual part of Christ in you that where you receive him as your Lord and Savior. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay. I think and I so, did. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, I, I think I was sincere when I, you know, I made a couple, you know, I went to the Billy Grand Crusade a couple of times, uh, went up there, and uh, I think I was great. sincere. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I, I, I love to study the Bible, but, uh, uh, you know, the devil knows the Bible, too. But, yeah. uh, uh you well, know. and and I, I'm I'm not even questioning that. I can hear that. Uh, I really yeah. believe that's what is true. Because, well, I'll ask this: in general, was there a change in your life when you received Jesus after you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Oh yeah, yeah. I was very happy, you know, and uh, I could feel the whole difference right away. Yeah. See, the Bible even is clear about that, that um, when you come, if anyone is in Christ, this is what the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, meaning in his family, you've been adopted by God. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. So it's a, it's a process of change. It's not that you become sinless, but... You do sin less and less and less over time. Now, there it's not it's not unusual for there to be. I'm going to use the word a hook. It's like you can change in this area and that area, but there can be one particular area that seems like it's you're hooked to. Well, God knows that, but you can say. And use the scripture. You can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And even though I have this habit, and it can be an addiction, which feels like I can't stop. No, I can do all things. Notice it says all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, um, as a Christian... You hold on to this promise that you have Christ living in you, imparting to you his divine power to live a godly life. In fact, I'm just going to read this. This is from the Bible. This is Romans 6. Thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. By the way, holiness means set apart. The word holy means set apart. Um, he changes us, and that's a process of change. But it's, it's knowing that he 
will do only that which is best for you because you have Christ in you and with Christ in you, he gives you the power to do what you cannot do in your own strength. So that means that you have choices. Life is a series of choices. And yes, there is a habit, but there's not a habit that cannot be broken if it's a bad habit. And what you have to do <laughs> is replace a bad habit with a good habit. Yeah, that makes that, sense. Right, and that's how we overcome habits, bad habits. You replace it by doing something that's right for you. You do, you have a new habit. You're going to establish a, a new habit. So when you think about it, um, let's, let's look at another area. Um, and this is common for so many people. It can be men as well as women. It can be women as well as men. How do you control lustful fantasy? You've mentioned fantasizing. And uh, it's easy for a person to say, well, I can't stop fantasizing. Well, God would never tell you to stop lusting without giving you the power to stop. Centuries ago, Martin Luther painted a graphic picture of this by quoting an even older proverb. He said, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair. So the starting point for victory is realizing that when a sexual thought flashes into your mind, you immediately redirect that sexual thought or replace it. You're the only one who has control for how long you're going to entertain a thought, how long you're going to dwell on a thought. So you make a covenant. The Bible says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. So you make a covenant with your mind that you will not allow a moral thought to reside in your heart. And you make a commitment that with your eyes, I will not continue to gaze at something that will lead me into immorality. And so you decide, I, I realize I uh, have been uh, caught. but We will send our keys for living called sexual addiction, the way out of the web. We'll send that to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash give hope. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.